Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this episode, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from Patreon.com. You can join and receive mail from my desk or from my Disneyland trips. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Monica Seats Vega, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, and Sheila Harry. See ticket patrons serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, Patty Woolen, Angela Reynolds, and Aaron Moran. B-Ticket patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, Jeff and Paige Orton, and Joshua, and Exorable Tosh Bell. And the A-Ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angel Nablah, and, and the All Aboard Podcast. You can also sign up for my new newsletter for a chance to get some postcards delivered by the USPS to your mailbox. I am your host, your post host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the track of the monorail. In the background, you can see the Matterhorn. Below the monorail, you can see the Submarine Lagoon. On the monorail track is Monorail Blue, and if you look closely, you can see some Skyway buckets going in and out of the mountain. On the back, it reads, Previewing the Future of Transportation, the first complete monorail system in the United States, carries guests over the submarine lagoon and around the Disneyland Matterhorn Mountain. Climbing the steep grades and racing around the sharp curves, the Disneyland Allweg monorail trains run over a concrete highway in the sky. It's postmarked July 23, 1964, with a Vallejo Pray for Peace cancel and a four-cent Lincoln postage stamp, Scott number 1036. I assume they visit the park on Monday, July 20th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 84 and a low of 58. Park attendance that day was 32,835. It's addressed to a Miss Agnes Stein of Richmond, Indiana. It reads, 7-19-64. Dear Agnes, we had a wonderful trip. Hoover Dam was just unbelievable and immense. We took a tour of it. From there to Las Vegas, which was like a rowdy carnival, then on to San Diego, Tijuana, Mexico, then to Los Angeles. We're going to Chavez Ravine to see the Dodgers today and Disneyland tomorrow. The children haven't begun to digest it all yet. We'll all have years of memories. It was so thoughtful of you to send my check. Thank you. Love, Butch, Bill, Jackie, and Jimmy. See you in August. Recently, a buddy pal of the podcast sent me a small two and three quarter inch by four inch book called Disneyland Highlights. I've always kept my eye out for these souvenirs and collected them at paper fairs and antique stores, but today I'll take a closer look at these mementos. Looking through the five mini books in my collection, I found some fascinating differences. In general, the books are images of Disneyland with similar, if not exactly the same, photos used for early Disneyland postcards. They have 11 or 13 pages, including the cover, and descriptions of the images throughout the book. They are bound with a white comb binding, and the images are printed on postcard-style cardstock. The oldest one in my collection is dated 1955 and starts with a cover, which includes a red flag with yellow letters reading Disneyland at the top, with a flag-shaped cutout allowing you to see the first image of the book. Both flags are connected to a flagpole on the left-hand side of the book. Under the cutout, in a blue box, is the phrase The Magic Kingdom in white letters. The rest of the cover 
has a faint yellow coloration and some stars around the flag. The first page's image is of Sleeping Beauty Castle, with guests walking by on the bridge to the left of the castle. The next few pages are focused on Main Street, with an image of Main Street Station, with the E.P. Ripley pulling in, and an image of Town Square, with what looks to be a view from Walt's apartment. Frontierland's only representation is an image of the Mark Twain. Looking closely at this image, I can see the skyway in the distance. So although there are 1955 copyright marks, this book was likely produced in mid to late 1956. Adventureland also received one image in the book, and it shows the Jungle Cruise loading area. The last five pages flip back and forth between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. The two Tomorrowland images are of the TWA rocket, or Moonliner, and the entrance to the Hall of Chemistry, with the Clock of the World in the foreground. The three Fantasyland images include one looking down at the teacups and the carousel from the Skyway, one of the Skyway buckets, or, described in the book as Sky Cars, entering and exiting the Fantasyland loading chalet. And the last image of Fantasyland, and of the book, is the Storybook Land boarding area, with the Cinderella boat ready for guests and the Casey Jr. Railroad passing overhead. The back cover has publishing information and reads, A Mirror Chrome Production, published by H.S. Crocker Company, Inc., San Francisco, California, for Color Card Corporation, with an address. And I looked up the address and it is no longer the home of the Color Card Corporation. Do you know what's great to put on a special greeting card? Vintage stamps from Enfield Post. Be sure to check out the special Sunday sales at EP Sunday Sale on Instagram. It's a great way to add a little bit of flair to a birthday card, holiday card, or a postcard. That's EP Sunday Sale on Instagram, or you can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D. P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has the Matterhorn. You can see the Skyway gondolas going in and out of the mountain. And below the Matterhorn, you can see Monorail Blue heading into the station. On the back it reads, Previewing the Future of Transportation, the first complete monorail system in the United States, carries guests over the submarine lagoon and around the Disneyland Matterhorn Mountain. Climbing steep grades and racing through sharp curves, the Disneyland Allweg monorail trains run over a concrete highway in the sky. It's not postmarked or addressed and likely sent in an envelope. It reads, Dear Tom, Hi. What are you doing? I went to Disneyland today and it was a lot of fun. When you come home, can you take me on the bobsleds? Okay. Keep well, Cheryl. My other four Disneyland Highlights books all have the same cover, with Disneyland written in yellow gothic font at the top, and highlights in yellow at the bottom right-hand corner. The cover is a night scene with a purple and black castle skyline, with yellow lit windows and five cutout stars which reveal images of Goofy, Pinocchio, Donald Duck, and Mickey Mouse. The cover is also decorated with some white stars. Once you open the first page, you can start to see the differences between the four books. All of them have the five characters seen through the cutouts, in colored balloons floating over a simplified map of Disneyland. The difference between the maps shows the passage of time between when these books were made. Two of the books have added New Orleans Square to the map. Looking at the two versions, the first Disneyland image is of Main Street Station. They are different photos, with different trains pulling into the station. The next pages both have images of Town Square, with the Emporium and City Hall, but the photos are different, and you can see how much the trees grew over the years. Also, you can see some minor changes to Town Square's grassy areas. The rest of the pages are harder to compare. 
Some of the images have been completely replaced, like the image of the Tomorrowland entrance was replaced with a view of New Orleans Square, and It's a Small World replaced the image of the entrance to Adventureland. There are some identical images used in both versions, like Sleeping Beauty Castle, the submarine emerging from the waterfall, the Chicken of the Sea pirate ship, and the Mark Twain passing by Cascade Peak. One of the images was replaced with an image from the same attraction. A Jungle Cruise photo of a boat passing the hippo pool was replaced with a Jungle Cruise photo with a boat passing the elephants. The older book has an early photo of the Frontierland entrance, showing the bridge of the entrance to the far right, while the newer version has a head-on image of the entire bridge with the entrance in the background, and like the Main Street photos, you can see how much the trees have grown over time. The final image in both books is of the monorail. Although the Matterhorn is prominently featured, the newer version has the postcard featured for this half of the episode, while the older version has the postcard image featured for the first half of this episode. One fun thing about these books is that they were meant to be mailed. My oldest version of the Highlights books has the original envelope, and one of my pre-New Orleans Square books has lines for addressing it to a friend or relative, and a box with a classic place stamp here in the center. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. In front of my incoming postcard has a 1958 comic with an angry man in an orange shirt sitting down at a diner. The waiter is behind the bar, and you can see some additional customers at the end of the bar. Above the image, it reads, A fly in your soup? Don't worry, pal. He won't eat much. It's postmarked January 30th, 2023, with the Indianapolis, Indiana cancel, and a round barn forever postcard postage stamp. Scott number 5546. It reads, Have a happy day with a stamp that says, Scott approved. Thank you so much for the postcard, Scott. I love getting all types of postcards. It's one of the reasons I enjoy postcrossing. Although I enjoy getting Disney-related mail, sometimes a joke, a handmade postcard, or an unusual postcard can make my day a bit brighter or happier. Also, just a little note about the baseball game our first postcard sender went to see. The Cubs beat the Dodgers 8-2 that day. Just a reminder that opening day is March 30th, I'm hoping to score some last-minute tickets for the Giants-Yankees game. Play ball. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent From Disneyland, or on Twitter at Sent From Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to Sent From Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent From Disneyland podcast. 